book of Psalms, chapter number 40. Psalm chapter number 40. I'd like to speak to you just for a few moments tonight on God's waiting room. God's waiting room. Psalm chapter number 40. David writes, I waited patiently for the Lord. I waited patiently for the Lord. David says, I waited patiently for the Lord. David has learned some things. David, as a 17-year-old young man, was out in the field as a young shepherd, had his harp, he was playing his harp. He would pause and playing his harp, and he'd look up in the night sky, and he'd see the fire going, and the sheep were sleeping. The sheep were content to be around this shepherd boy. And David would look up in the up in the sky, and he didn't need a cell phone. He didn't need a computer. He had a brain, and he had a mind. And he looked up, and he said, the moon and the stars, God's handiwork. And he began writing about these things that he observed. David was a, a young man, and he had learned to wait. And he was all alone as a shepherd. Samuel, the preacher, God has spoken to Samuel and said, there's going to be a new king in Israel. If you go to Jesse's house, it's one of Jesse's boys. So Samuel takes his e-pod, prayer, a prayer instrument, and he goes to Jesse's house. And, and all these boys come by. Eliab, the oldest of the brothers. Others come by. And Samuel looks at Jesse and said, Do you have any other boys? These are not, this is not the king. And Jesse said, I have one son. I have a young'un. He's out in the shepherd. He's, out, he's a shepherd. He's out in the field with the sheep. He's out there doing his harp. And, and you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it, Samuel. Sometimes he just gets kind of crazy and he picks up his sling and he practices this sling out there. He, and he's good. He's good with that sling thing. But he's just a kid. But yeah, he's out there. And Samuel said, bring him to me. And David comes. And Samuel anoints the oil of plenty on David. And he's the new king. He'll not be on the throne for a while because Saul is already there. But Saul is having some difficulty, a lot of difficulty. And this is a time of waiting for David, a time of waiting, 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 waiting. David has an interesting life to me, the king, very interesting life. He feigned madness in front of Abimelech. A priest, and later Abimelech loses his life, and David feigns I'm mad and he's eating grass. David falls into sin with Bathsheba. He repents and repents deeply as he's waiting, as he's waiting, as he's waiting. I hate doctors. Anybody else hate doctors? I hate needles. I hate pills. I, I don't like hospitals. And many of us who are older, like 75, we've gone through some times where we've had to sit in the waiting room. You know, I don't like to wait to get poked. <laughs> you know, I don't like to wait to, uh, to, hear, to hear bad news. But I know something about waiting rooms, as some of you do too. And David here is saying, after all this, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. I'm going to call it God's waiting room. So as David is waiting, David is waiting, he, he learned some things. And I've learned some things about Crooked Creek Baptist Church tonight. 
I learned here's a sweet couple that had a first-class invitation written for my wife and me and for two girls. Not every church does that. That's a touch of class. Thank you. Thank you. I, I learned here's, here, here's a lady that's 95 years old and drove herself to church tonight. It was worth us coming all the way down here from California just to meet these folks because we're going to mooch off of them tonight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And, and to meet this sweet lady who drove, who drove herself to church and this man back here whose wife is very sick. But he made a decision. He was up most of the night last night. Yeah. You understand that? He was up most of the night last night, but he decided to bring his son Tim to church tonight. Amen. And I know he's plastered. I know he's tired, but here he is. Now, you've got a good church here. You've got a good church. You say, I wish there were more, more, more people. The right people that God wanted to come tonight are here. Exactly. The crowd he wanted to come here, Pastor. They're here. And so the, the core of the, of the church is here tonight. The heart of Crooked Creek Baptist Church is probably right here in this room tonight. And people out there in, in, this, in, in Athens, Georgia, need the Lord. The, the Bible Belt... They, they, need to, they need to tighten up their belt. <laughs> the Bible belt. They need to work on their suspenders or something, if you ask me. You know, I don't believe in the Bible belt. But I just think that there are churches everywhere, okay? If there are churches everywhere, then we've got to be different. We've got to be different. You can't make a difference unless you're different. If I could just... Drill a hole into West Coast students' heads and pour that in there. It'd be the greatest lesson they've ever learned. You can't make a difference unless you're different. And I'm not talking about weird and stupid and an idiot. I'm not talking about that at all. But I am talking about a 95-year-old woman driving herself to church tonight. That's different. Uh, A man whose wife is very sick brought his son to church tonight. That's different. That's different. And so what can we do? What can you and I do as God's people... In this crazy, crazy, crazy society and everything that we're seeing going on around us, because it's hard for me to juggle that stuff. It's it's hard for me to juggle it. So what do I do? I wait. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. With wings as eagles, they shall walk. They shall walk and not faint. They shall run and not be weary. You say, Toby, how do you do it at seventy-five years old? I wait. Lord, you got to give me strength. You got to keep me alert today. You got to keep me awake. There, there, there are parents banking on me getting these young people through the summer. They're banking on me, and I, and, I, and, and, and 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 my wife and I prayed, and we waited on, and we waited and waited and waited. Wait. I waited patiently for the Lord. And when you do that, here's the good news. He will incline his he, he will incline unto me and hear my cry. Lord, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do, I don't know how to handle this decision. And he's saying, Toby, I'm listening. I'm listening. You've been waiting. They that wait upon the Lord is an interesting verse. Waiting on the Lord is mean it simply means make this book an extension of your life. This book becomes an extension of your life as you're trusting the Lord one day at a time, going to work at a job it's hard to go to, facing people that are hard to face, dealing with stuff that's hard to deal with. Is everybody okay with all that? Because it's life. So what did, what did David do? He reminds us. He, he reminds us what to do as, as we wait. Rhea and I have been married for 52 years. 
And uh, there's this book, this white book up in the closet. It's sort of getting yellow now because of the years. But there are wedding pictures in there. We were married down in McIntyre, Georgia. You know where McIntyre is? Anybody, if you know where McIntyre is, would you raise your hand? I do. And I'm not even from Georgia. It's, 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 near, it's near Macon. And it's near Macon. And uh, it's country. Her dad pastored a little country church down there. And, um, and I met Rita on a blind date at Bible College over in Chattanooga, Tennessee Temple, 1969. And they would love at first sight, man. I said, boom, let's go do it. <laughs> we did. And, uh, and, and got married down there in McIntyre. And, and got pictures of that. And it was, it was a, it was, we, we didn't have anything. We're both in college. Have anything? I, I remember I, I bought a suit, twenty four ninety nine in Chattanooga. Rita's dress was fifteen dollars. Her wedding dress was fifteen dollars. She had to repair it. Her daddy was a preacher. He made a candelabra. He he took some two by fours and made a candelabra, painted it white. Went out in the woods and got some running cedar, put it around the candelabra, put some candles in that thing. And buddy, we had a wedding. And we had a wedding, and we'd have to spend thousands and millions and millions of dollars. And, and we're still married. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, sir, buddy. And it was, it was, a, it was a great wedding. It was, it was great. I had, I had two buddies from Chattanooga that had to drive back to Chattanooga. And one of the, one of the men in Rita's daddy's church, he was crazy. He was a Vietnam vet who had gotten saved, but he was kind of crazy. He painted, he painted uh, Wayne and Bruce's car just married. So those guys had to drive all the way back to Chattanooga. <laughs> It was, it was crazy. It was, it was crazy. And well, we didn't have any money. I told Rita we got in the car, and I said, Honey, I, I think we've got enough gas money to get back to Chattanooga. I think we'll make it back to Chattanooga. And, uh, but I left my luggage, a hot rod. I left my luggage at the house and went back. My mama was there, and she said, Oh, Toby, I, for, I forgot. And she gave me $200. 1970, $200. Man, you can go around the world on $200 in 1970. I mean, man, we went to Atlanta. We had a honeymoon in Atlanta. We stopped at the Holiday Inn, uh, $17.99 a night. At Holiday Inn in Atlanta. They won't even let you use the bathroom for $17.99 now <laughs> at Holiday Inn, you know? The, and God's been good to her and me. So what is David telling you and me to do? He's, he's reminding her, I'll open, that, I'll open that wedding book and I'll say, look at that. Boy, she's... She's, she, look how pretty she is, and she's still pretty. She, she takes care of herself. She's godly. She keeps me in line. I'm, I'm hard to live with. Maybe your husband isn't, but I know I am. Uh, and God's been good. And, and I, will, I will look at those pages, and it will remind me how good God has been to me. And that's what David is getting ready to do for you and me. And I'll show you, and we'll be done in a few minutes. Let's see what David says. He gives his testimony. What will keep, keep the crooked creep... Crooked Creek Baptist Church. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I'm gonna drive you home. Is what I'm gonna do. Okay. <laughs> we could do 95 down down 85. Uh, Crooked Creek Baptist Church. Uh, what will what will help us here? When people come in here and visit, and they visited other churches because there are so many churches around. What's the difference down at Crooked Creek? The joy of the Lord. Amen. The joy of the Lord. Hey, we're glad you're here. Thank you for coming tonight. Uh, hey, sit with me. After church, we'll, we'll take you out and get you a, a bite to eat. Man, we're glad you're here. That was it. And, 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 and I know the church is full on Sunday. Everybody's talking about it. You know, you're doing, it's, it's doing great. Amen? Amen? Let's keep it up. 
So how can we do that? We can remind ourselves, first of all, of our own salvation. Here's what David did. Look at verse 2. David says, He brought me up also out of a horrible pit. Number one, He brought us up. We were down. I don't want to keep going down. He brought me up. And someday, He's going to, rapture could take place tonight, and, and buddy, we're going to go up. We're going to go up. We're going to be out of here. Bam! Just like that. If it happens tonight, that'll be fine. That'll be just wonderful. Poor old Joel's getting married about a week after graduation. That'd be the pits. We're after to take place two days before your wedding. Ooh, that'd be bad. He brought me up. Also out of the horrible... Okay, let's look at it. He brought me up. He brought us up. He brought us up, everybody. We've been brought up. We've been raised from spiritual death. We're up. Number two, he says, out of a horrible pit, he cleaned me up. Man, I was a lost kid, bus kid, and, and, and he, he saved me. He, he, he brought me up and then he cleaned me up. All that stuff that I've been doing, all that dirty, sinful stuff, all of a sudden I was clean. I didn't want to get, I mean, the, old, the things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. The place I used to go, I don't go there anymore. There's been a great change since I've been born again, and it was. When, you, when you're born again, there's a change. From, from darkness to light. It's, it's, it's a transformation. And if it's not, maybe you ought to go somewhere private and look in the mirror and, and think about that thing. Are you in the family or not? He brought me up. He cleaned me up. He cleaned you up. But every once in a while I get... I'm, I'm like David. I'll, I'll wander off the path. I'll look at something I shouldn't look at. I'll say something I shouldn't say. I'll think something I shouldn't think. Unfortunately, what, what does David said he does? He said, number one, he said he brought me up. Then he cleaned me up out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock. And here's the good news. He sets me up. He sets me up, okay? Had a bad day. I sinned today. I'm just going to sit down and wallow in that. Or can I go to 1 John 1, nine, take care of business like David did after his sin, get it all right with God, brush Brush the, brush the blood off your face and, and just say, God, you've forgiven me. Uh, I, 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 you're the God of the second chance. You're the God of the third chance. You're the God of the fourth chance. Thank you for your mercy and your yeah. grace to me. Thank you. Thank you. Hey. Thank you. And then get on with it. Yeah. And don't get bitter and, 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 don't go, and don't go retreat. Don't go hide. But go out there and tell somebody about the Crooked Creek Baptist Church House. Hey. Tell them. Tell them it's a good place. Don't let don't let some old hick from Virginia transplant all the way out in California be more excited about Crooked Creek than you are. Amen. That's right. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about it. I know one thing, man. I went out there this afternoon for about 30 minutes. I sat on that front porch, and that wind was blowing those trees across the street, and, and it was beautiful, and it was it was warm, and the air was fresh. Uh, if I walk out the house in California and take a deep breath, they send me to the morgue. <laughs> he brought me up. He cleaned me up. He sets me up. I love this and establish my goings. He keeps me up. He'll keep me up. He'll keep me up. Uh, had a hip replacement a little over a year ago. A year ago, I would have had to do this. Wouldn't I? Just to get up here. 
they, they replaced that hip. And it keeps me up. And I remember how it felt trying to go up and pray or just to, just to go up and lead singing in chapel. Just to get to the platform and just to go up the steps of a rebel building. And I'm not going to ride that stupid elevator. I'm scared of them in the rebel building. People get lost in the rebel building in the elevator. I'm going to walk up the steps. And I tell myself, if I can get up there, I'm going to teach that class. I'm going to get up there if it kills me. And sometimes you've, you've just got to ask the Lord to help you. I waited patiently. Lord, help me today. Help me. You, you, you help me get up. Help me to stay up. Keep me up. And I depend on you. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him. And He shall direct thy paths. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It works every time. Well, one more thing. And He hath put a new song in my mouth. Now let me challenge you. Pastor's pretty excited, isn't he? Now, God's been good to you. He's given you a young, a young pastor. Anybody less than 75 to me is young, okay? <laughs> He's given you a young pastor, energetic. I, I, I love the way he approaches things. He, he, was, he was in Wisconsin. He, he got back in time just for church tonight so he could be with us. you got special church people. You have a good place. you got something going. you got a, a young couple from down in the Ambassador. They love each other. They've been married a year and... And he grew a beard for his wife. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> and, and, and there's a sweet spirit here. Now here. Here's the closing. He said to put a new song. The last thought is he tunes me up. You ever been out of tune? You ever been out of tune? You know, you just felt like, I'm out of tune today. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not on the straight and narrow. I'm aggravated. I'm mad. I'm ticked off. I, I just want to go hit something. <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one that's a sinner in this room, but <laughs> but if we're all honest in this room, I think we'd all say every once in a while, it's tough. Uh, your wife is sick, and you're tired. You're out of tune a little bit. You need, you need a good night's sleep. I hope you get it, brother. Uh, you had a bad day at work. Boss got ticked off at you. But whatever. So I, I'm not a piano player, but I, I I know I know that's a C, and I know an octave. That's another C. Sometimes Christians are right here. <laughs> right? Every once in a while, not in this church, but every once in a while, the piano and the organ are not in tune. Okay? And so the organist is over there. She's just going. She's getting with the program, you know. And the piano player is going. But the piano and the organ are not in tune. They're this. Or this. It's almost there. It's a, we, we've had, we, we had a singer one year from the college, and, and she was an alto singing soprano. And it had one uh, gold and silver, gold and silver, and it was gold and silver. <laughs> it wasn't too goldish, <laughs> you know. It was almost there, but not quite. And so we had a piano, we had a piano pastor, we had a piano player that's a pretty good singer, so I had him sing with her. And, and, and we fixed it. You know, he could do the gold and silver thing. And, but it's easy to get out of tune, isn't it? You ever been out of tune in your marriage? Of course. Rita and I have been married 52 years. We've never talked about divorce. Never talked about separation. About twice a year she mentions murder. <laughs> and sometimes I deserve it. So what do you do, what do, you do, when, you, what, what do you do when you get out of tune with... A friend. What do you do when you get out of tune with a church member? What do you do when you get out of tune with 
life. What do, you, what do you do? You get tuned up. How do you get tuned up? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew. Do you, tell me, are you always up? Nope. I'm, the, the, the young people have learned something about me in the last three weeks. I love quiet. And they've been quiet in the van one time. <laughs> Please, Lord, help us all. <laughs> It's an active man, I would tell you. Man, it's, it's cool. I'm, I'm not going to beat you up for that. I don't care if you lose your mind. <laughs> Sometimes people do, you know. But the, the, I, I think they've learned that I'm a pretty private person unless I'm teaching or preaching. But Rita and I live a very quiet life. We're sort of, in, I'm an introvert extrovert. I'm an introvert in life, at home, in private. Unless I start teaching or preaching and something happens to me. Or soul winning. Something happens to me. Just happens to me. And, and, and it'll happen to you too. And, just, and if you've got the bubbly personality, you know, you're all over the place. Praise the Lord. Use it for the Lord. And if you're shy, if you're reserved, then when the opportunity comes, Lord, you've got to help me today because you just got to help me. Because I know I'm supposed to give the track to the person. I know I'm supposed to write the check. I know I'm supposed to give. I know, the, I know what I'm supposed to do. We all know what we're supposed to do. We're Thursday night crowd. Good night. We know what we're supposed to do. Let's just do it. Amen.